20 square blocks. 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 20 square blocks. Square. Of 20 square blocks. Someone a lot smarter than myself, I think they're a doctor, once said, Oh, the places you'll go. Wherever you'll fly, you'll be best of the best. Wherever you go, you'll top all the rest. Except when you don't, because sometimes you won't. My name is Lucy Frith, and I am an illustrator in Ballarat. And this man over here? My name's Chris Frith, and I'm a graphic designer. Now, I notice you two have the same name. Are you related? We're married. We're married. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. We've been married for almost five years now. It'll be our fifth anniversary in, on Halloween. Did you choose that date to get married on purpose? No, I actually forgot. We forgot that it was Halloween. And we were like, oh, so, yes. Yeah, <laughs> we were just in the midst of it all. And um, what ended up happening was uh, Lucy's grandmother was unwell at the time. And we thought we wanted her to be there. And then from there, we actually rushed to get a wedding ready, <laughs> posed it as a, an engagement, and then everyone came and found out it was a wedding. So, Is this a millennial thing? <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah. But there's, there's a lot of correlation between millennials and doing that in terms of, you know, oh, it's an engagement. Oh, no, it's a wedding. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think for us it was a little bit different in the sense that we... Um, Really, it was just about surprising her grandmother. Lucy and Chris live at the bottom of Brown Hill. Well, it's a hill, but it's not really a hill. And the Yarrawee Creek, I mean river, runs along its base. We guys live right near there. Yeah. Yeah, we do. If we look at our, our backyard... Yeah, you'd um, be able to see that. You can kind of see it. Um, there's another hill, if you want to call it, um, with tracks there too, so basically it all just flows on there. So I think it's like... 10Ks of just pathways and tracks there. So one of the things that we, we, we're sort of venturing into is walking those pathways a lot more, especially around Ballarat and, and, and surrounding areas. Um, you know, I think the aim is to go and hike uh, Mount Kosciuszko. Whose idea was this? Uh, that would be mine. <laughs> <laughs> I had the original plan for are you myself. Going, hang on, are you going in winter? For those who are unfamiliar with Mount Kosciuszko in winter... It sounds something like this. No. God, no. <laughs> no, no. It'll be spring. Yeah, we don't want to actually climb, like, you know, like, uh, what's it, rock climbing or anything like yeah. that. We just, it's just sort of just walking, hiking. Just yeah. Yeah. How, how far is that? How long would it take? Well, there's, there's two paths. You can either just, well, there's actually three. There's one that takes about a couple of hours or you can take one that's eight hours. Or there's the chairlift. Oh, hang on. There's a chairlift. Yeah. yeah so there's a, there's oh, a chairlift. we're done. Type, <laughs> which it's like, well, that's kind of not the point for us. We don't really want to. We want to actually experience it and do the eight-hour one. Kind of reminds me, actually, that um, that our first hike was kind of in, is it Coles Bay? Wine Glass Bay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's where we got engaged um yeah and lucky for us it was actually a really nice day it was quite warm hardly any clouds at sight and so we, we went up there and we started going and it's you know it's, it starts to get steeper and steeper as you go along and i'm thinking to myself this is a bit bigger than i thought <laughs> yeah we we're like oh this is worse than i thought it was and yeah i even tripped up the stairs that's a common thing for me i trip up the stairs <laughs> <laughs> but um we eventually get to the top and i'm kind of like 
I don't know if this is the best opportunity because there was a lot of people at the top. There tends to be a lot of people that climb. And I was either going to do it there or I was going to do it down at the, at the bottom. And I was like, I don't know if I can keep hiking. Like, I really don't think I can do this. Hang um, on, but it, I don't mean to pick on you, but it's not very far, Chris. It's well, like maybe, what, 40 minutes? Yeah, it's 40 minutes of grueling, like, steep. Like, yeah, lift the elevation about, a bit. You probably do it on a 30-degree incline the entire way. It was a hot day too, I think, I remember. It was hot for Tassie. They were saying it was a 26-degree day and the sun was beating Oh, my God, out. 26 degrees. Oh, my God. you got to remember that that's not a normal day in March for Tassie. So yeah. it was funny. Going down, that was the hardest part of it because it was literally you were doing one step at a time. Yeah. Going down these steps because it, you couldn't do anything else. So there's no, there no chairlift? No, 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 no chairlift. So we, we went down and then, and then you got to a certain point where it's just, you're just walking down a path basically and then you get down to the bottom. And then we, we had lunch down there. We, we just watched the water go, uh, you know, go by. And then um, she was like, oh, right, well, we should probably get going. And, and then she sort of turned around at that point and she noticed that I was down on one knee and that's when, you know, I proposed. And, um, you know, the messy... What, what the, was the answer? Oh, my God! <laughs> is, that, yes. is that what you said? Oh, oh my God! God. Yeah, yes. pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and my whole speech that I had went out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Literally went out the window. When I, As soon as she turned around, it was like I lost everything from it. Well, can you remember what the speech was going to be? Oh, the speech was... Let's reenact. Well, the speech was going to be like... Um, hey, do you know what it was going to be? No, I had no, no idea. All it was, was, okay, before we go... Do, do you, you, do you know, have you, to this day, do you know what it is? No. Well, let's find out. Ooh. Well, it was that, you know, that the the life that we've, we'd had together at that point, uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. And I've enjoyed every moment that I've had uh, been with you and and the, the, the experience you've been together and... And I, 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 I want to experience more with you for the rest of my life. And will you marry me? Yes. <laughs> so you've lived here all your life? Yes, I have. Yeah, I've lived here my life. Except you went to Tassie once. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and Queensland. Where'd you guys meet? Through friends or what? No, we, we met in uh, TAFE at the Advanced Diploma of Graphic Design. Um, we actually met – oh, Chris – I don't remember this. I have no memory of this because I was stressing out. Uh, Chris actually saw me at the interview for higher ed, but I didn't notice at the time, but you remember it apparently. Yeah, yeah you were sitting yeah. right next to me. Um, she and was, I was... She had a, like a portfolio and everything and, and some, sort of, some sort of stick with like bottle caps on it or something. Oh, um, no, they had little stuffed toys oh, on it because right. it was an art piece. And, it was an know. art piece. I, yeah. yeah, I didn't know what it was. I just looked at her and went, <laughs> oh, I just sort of went, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to stand here. And I'm not going to talk to that person with a stuffed animal <laughs> God, stick. God, that's so weird. <laughs> uh, that's what I do remember um, mm. as our first... Meeting, yeah, but we we officially met after that, like on our first day of union, you know, all made friends and everything, and yeah. and then a year and a bit later, um, we started dating. Then, hmm. yeah, which um, we because we were hanging around a lot. I think subconsciously we were sort of, you know, 
beginning to date anyway. And yeah. and then we're, we're on this excursion and one of our friends screams at us, no hello or anything, because we were together. Like Yeah, we just met up at a certain point because she just got off the bus and I just got out of the and car. So we walked together to this location we were going to and one of our friends was there and he's like, are you two going out? Oh, are you two dating? And are you two going out? you two going out? Because <laughs> they were like, oh, you, take, you spend a lot of time with each other. And I was like, what are you talking about? Anyway, we we did this thing. I don't know. You know really I, I think we got together afterwards and and we said, hey, why don't we why don't we pretend that we're dating just to just, just to, to mess with him to mess with him? Yeah, yeah, because we you know we would always mess around with each other like, in terms of like just you know playing tricks on each other, you know, being immature nineteen year olds. And so we did this whole thing. We were like kind of that, and I think it was like, oh, you we're together holding hands. And- yeah. <laughs> and then by the end of the day, it was just us two left in the studio, and. We just said to each other, hey, do you actually want to go out? Do you want to actually go out? <laughs> yeah. And then we're, we're just, like, yeah. And then and then it just sort of went from there, basically. Yeah. Oh, you crazy two. Young birds. <laughs> so that was our story about how we got together. But And then it was more confused because then he's like, well, are you going? And, yes. <laughs> and then um, because her mother was like um, kind of told her yeah, that she's she like, no more dating no more now. dating because she was dating a lot of uh, she had dated no I didn't date a lot hold on a minute dating heaps of people here. <laughs> yeah. she's like no people. more <laughs> <laughs> no mum just said no more dating you know during uni and that and I was like oh okay nothing and then then Chris came along and I was like well I'm just not gonna say anything for a while <laughs> so we didn't say anything to her so you kept it a secret yeah obviously yeah how long was it a secret for I can't remember oh, about three weeks yeah it wasn't very long not long after that I went over to your place and then mm. I did the, the gentlemanly thing to, you know, gave flowers to you and then gave flowers to her mother yeah. and then... He had flowers for you. I never did that. Oh, jeez. Mm. Oh, yeah, I, g- I, gave, I gave roses to her and then some other flowers to your mother. Or something. Yeah, I, I think it was lilies or something. And then, because and then, that was her favourite flower, and then I sort of just gave it to her and said... I am dating your daughter. <laughs> So where do you guys see yourself in the future? Uh, we're uh, looking at getting like a small property to create like a... Oh, like Kind of like a small farm type yeah, thing. You. You're mainly more veggie farm. Um, like in, in the city? Are we talking? No, just sort probably of... More on maybe the outskirts. slightly outside. So, you know, maybe, you know, probably about 15, 20 minutes away from the city. Um, Ballarat City, not, not mm. a Melbourne city. We want to live a bit more simpler and... And, you know, having a smaller place, I think, will really give us that. And and one big thing we want to do is grow our own food. And, and you know, ultimately sort of taking away that uh, environmental footprint and making it more um, zero waste as much as we can because I know it's it can be a bit hard to get to zero, but we want to do, you know, what we can with that. So how far do you take this? Yeah, it can be really extreme. Like there's examples of people out there that, um, they can fit all their rubbish in a jar, which is really cool. Like yeah. I, fit all your what rubbish they for the, oh, like a year's worth of yeah, a year's um, worth in a of, mason jar, of trash in a in a jar, like in a jar. How? I don't know, but it looks really good. <laughs> As in, they must have very very little waste. Is yeah, that- I think they just look at what they're what they're throwing out and they're assessing it and go, okay, how can we make this smaller? And then right. and they use compost. Yeah, compost and and you know buying their own things, uh, making their own things. And growing their own things, and then by doing that, they're they're reducing their waste. In a jar. In a jar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This like this, but this jar's really big. <laughs> yeah, it's a big. It's like a waste bin. Yeah, it's jar. a waste bin size. 
No, but the, the, like, there's the, the idea is that we just don't want a huge house that is, you know, more space than we really need. And you know, there's places in Dalesford and there's places in um, other areas of Victoria uh, where people have been taking barren pieces of land and they've been able to turn it into a, a thriving uh, place full of native plants and, you know, fruit trees and growing, you know, their own food in those areas. And what they do is it, they call it permaculture, where they allow the natives and the the food that they would normally plant to sort of mingle together. It's kind of like farming, but being conscious of what the environment was like before then, before the farming. So it's like the environment around it is is the main feature rather than the farming. So you're talking about being aware of what it was hundreds of years ago. Mm. Yeah, and all even like the surrounding area, you know, like incorporating that into the farm and and it's like like in in going back to the footprint, like making it more about the environment around it, not the farming itself. Right, and trying to use the environment you have rather than forcing it to do what you want. Yeah, using what's there rather than making it worse or yeah. And it's it's more or less letting it do its own thing. Yeah, and, and definitely. It will do it will do what it can to to survive the way it needs to survive and grow and thrive and it does it it's on its own. Yeah, so you guys are really describing a very idyllic life. Oh yeah, it's it's very idyllic, but I think there's there's kind of a, a nice simplicity about it that um, it doesn't like this, it's hard work, but it's hard work in a different way. It's not hard work from a mental aspect or hard work in terms of you know trying to jump this corporate ladder and trying to get to that point to a a point where I kind of feel like and and a lot of people are starting to feel like this um that driving up to this corporate ladder to to go nowhere basically it's like there's no end like where does it end think for a majority of my 20s my 20s were you know I literally went from you know going to high school to uni to work and I haven't done anything since like there's nothing else outside of work that I've achieved at all my identity was was that was okay I'm a designer and that's all I am so I lost my job and it's kind of like I lost my identity because it was like now what do I do um when I'm at home and I'm not designing, what am I? Nothing. I'm nothing. I'm not a person who needs to do anything. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm just gonna, just gonna lounge around. And you know, and I, at that point, you know, we, we weren't doing really well, health-wise. Um, you know, we weren't really, we were eating really bad foods and things like that. And you know, at that point, I was, you know, I went through a depressive state. Um, I didn't have any money left over because I was, you know, I was in my twenties and was such stupid, and and we just lived to excess to the point that we didn't have any money left over at the end of the day. Every week it was like, are we going to be able to pay this bill? I don't know. I think we felt very much on hold, especially with what was going on. We felt a bit trying to work out what what to do next because it was quite scary. We, we went through a depressive state where I just we just ate horrible food and we didn't look after ourselves and we sat at home and did nothing and you know we just and felt sorry for ourselves and then I got to a point where I you know I sort of broke down because I was like dragging her down with me and I didn't want to do that um I, I felt that that was just you know I felt like I was wasn't the husband I was supposed to be did you go through this as well yeah I I went 
through a bit of a depression as well and and I gained a lot of weight because I, I think as a way to cope I ate a lot um looking back at that now that's quite scary because even though I was sort of um with dieting and that I was really on and off but this one hit really heavy and I ate a lot and as a way to sort of and I think the both of us did that as a way to mask what was happening and and I think we were quite scared and I think that's where a lot of that eating came from and yeah and and now um we've just gotten better at, at, at what we're doing and, and taking care of ourselves more properly and losing that weight yeah and, and it's it's not only through like I think it all comes back to you know we sort of talk about that we want to you know live a much more sustainable life and it's in every aspect and I think that that's the shift that we took or the pivot that we did where we went from you know living beyond our means yeah and I think now now that we've made the shift to you know living sustainably with our food and how we eat only what we need to eat um, and and eat healthy um, it's also gone into our thought process about everything else and started making us question everything else you know what other things do we want to be sustainable in Um, and can we be sustainable in those too because if it's been positive in being sustainable with our food and how we've eaten and, and how we approach that surely it's positive in other means as well and there was examples where people were in a depressive state and they decided to 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 try it and they started living sustainably and simply and they realized that it actually kind of shifted them out of that state of of being you know in a depressive position it's it's really trying to simplify that to what matters the most you don't have other friends that are doing this no, not to my knowledge. No. It's because you've done your. This is your own journey. Yep, this is ours, and this is what we want to do. Thanks to Lucy Frith, Chris Frith, and Dr. Zeus. Music by Ryan Goodwin. Check out his other works at virtuallyryan.com. Additional material written by Anne Murison. Our logo is designed by Chris Frith. Yes, the same one. Editing by Ricky Cheno. And thanks to Hate Studios for the use of their studios. I'm Ben Plaza, and this is 20 Square Blocks. Mm-hmm.